Hello everybody, welcome back to Popcorn Profile. I'm Sam, I'm joined today as usual by Becca, and today we have Louise joining us today as we are discussing... Special guest Louise! Yay! Yay. And today we're going to be discussing uh, Frank Oz... Start discussing Frank Oz's filmography. <laughs> and we are starting off with... Uh, Personal favorite of yours, Louise. Actually, Dark, Dark Crystal. Oh, a resident expert. How Louise. could you know that my obsession with Dark Crystal grows uh, deeper every day? Actually, yeah, it's it's amazing in every way, and I think everyone should watch it. Yeah, well, another thing with this is that I watched it for the first time before this, mm. and I think as someone is didn't who didn't grow up with it, I was like one of those things where I like I can sort of see the appeal. And I'm getting my phone call right now. So, um, we just had a slight interruption that we got a phone call from uh, Sam's mum. Yes. You were talking about how you didn't grow up with the film. Yeah, I didn't grow up with the film. Um, well, actually, I have a weird thing with just Jim Henson in general where I wasn't really exposed to The Muppets or Sesame Street. Oh, how? I don't know. Actually, no, I was what exposed... to a depraved but, childhood you had? Well, it's not even depraved. It's kind of a weird thing of... It wasn't the puppets that I was exposed to with Muppets. I had a VHS recording off the TV of mm-hmm. Muppet Babies, the cartoon show. Oh, the maybes. Yeah, the maybes. And that was and that was it. I had that, right. and I watched it all the time. I knew about Kermit and everyone, and also Big Bird and yeah. the count numbers. But I never got exposed to the puppets until the film with Jason Siegel in it came oh out. Oh my god! Right. So yeah, you wow. took your time getting round to yeah. it. Yeah. To be fair, that movie is amazing. I think it has one of my favorite gags in any sort of Jim Henson thing when they yeah. drive by map, and then they drive onto the shore. It just shows like a little dot, a dot of a mat like traveling along the world, and they just drive onto the beach. And then Jason Siegel just rolls the window down and goes, <gasps> as he was like holding yeah. his breath from like America to Europe. <laughs> well, I think that's what's also really interesting about the Dark Crystal is tonally, it's so different from the rest of the stuff that they made. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's, it's I, I, arguably the the Skeksis are sort of pantomime creatures, but I wouldn't say they're funny. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. it's it's a dark film. Yeah, it's. Literally, with the title, it is a dark, it is a much darker film than Muppets, and it's yep. kind of like it's like Hem, Hen, Henson's attempt at like a sort of fantasy epic. Kind of much. I'd say he succeeds pretty well. I mean, I will say one thing. I noticed when I was watching it, I did, yeah, I, <laughs> I did call um, quite early on when um, basically as soon as the the, the emperor of the Skeksis died. Yep. Spoilers. <laughs> oh no, this is like, we just go straight on oh, everything because okay. we kind of like an idea of that if someone's listening to this, we've, we're going to dissect everything. Okay. So, and it's like when the Skeks Emperor dies at the start of the film and then he disintegrates into nothing and then the, the, um, sort of other creatures that are living. The Mystics. Yeah. yeah, the Mystics. When the Mystic dies, well, I was like, okay, they're linked. You Immediately. Know, they've actually, I figured out, well, I didn't figure out, I, I found out what their names was. They're the, the Urus. Yeah, the Urus. And the Skeks. And the Skeksis, so like the, there's like the Skeksis names will be Skek something. Mm-hmm. So like I think the hunter Skek Maral or someone's Skek Maral. Uh, Skek Sil is the mm, Chamberlain. Chamberlain. <laughs> um, and then the Mystics are they're like Urus, so they're Ur, and then something so it'll be like Argo. Is one of them. Skekmal and Argo are the only two I know of. I mean, there was there's like seventeen weird. of them with all nonsense yeah. names, but um. Yeah. But like, good characters. Yeah. But like one of the things I did notice with the film is like one of my I think I was saying this to you before we started was mm. kind of I think this has some of the best practical effects of any film I have ever seen, period. There there is that one shot where for some reason 
Jen's on the back and it's all green screen and it well it was the velvet screen and you're like what and then there's and then it's cut next to other shots where they're on top of the creature and they're outside and yeah, that the the creature bit is the only bit where it's a bit so that's the thing is it's I think that's the place where they had to either make up some footage or do you know what I mean it was the one time where they didn't have the full practical effects yeah. and and you can see that but yeah the rest yeah. of it visually is you know yeah. stays up to date. But it's even like some of the fun stuff where they do where it's kind of like they cut away and obviously they use the puppets for an episode at a time but there's bits where like Jen's running and it's far enough away and there's clearly someone just it's dressed just up as Jen. just a child, yeah, yeah, that they were like, run over there. Do the thing. The, I know with the, the new Age of Resistance, I felt that a little bit that there's bits where you can sort of see, ah, so this is the sort of little CGI section as they're like yeah. crawling yeah. on the ceiling, do you know what I mean? And that's like totally fine when used sparingly but I think it was very much used enough yeah, it doesn't break you yeah it's not enough to be like okay this is a bit odd yeah like it was the right amount used yeah yeah mm, mm. Mm. and like but like one of the things i was <laughs> yeah the power effects superb and one of the things i keep saying one of the things um take a deep breath yes i do what was your favorite bit probably did you like the film you've not even said that Mm. Well, no, I did. I really enjoyed the film. Like, um, we want that on record. Very good. I enjoyed the Dark Crystal. <laughs> yeah. So everyone knows it has to stand out. So everyone knows what I'm talking. Yeah. That, that, that's the takeaway from this. Watch the Dark Crystal. Yes. Um, yes. And the big thing with it was, oh, I keep losing my train of thought. God damn it. Um, this this is a this is a mess. <laughs> Louise is trying to get Sorry, I'm trying to get Becca to eat her salad. Um, I don't like the dressing. I know. Salad. Mm. I know. I, I but it. I also like to torment you about eating salad. I'm really good at eating my vegetables now since it's 80% of my diet. Yeah. But it's how to get good at eating vegetables. Your Protect salad. To stop eating meat. Your I'm salad. I'm not eating Becca. the wagamama salad. The salad. <laughs> not sponge. Um, I, what I really like about it is that there's this like really sense of dedication to the craft. I think... There was an understanding that when they were making this, it wasn't necessarily going to be a next big thing. And sadly, it didn't do great in the box office when it first came out. It has yeah. kind of become a cult film. Yeah. But the amount of, of just hard work that was put in it, the styling, like it's unlike anything else. And it really mm. is a, a unique piece of media. Well, yeah, that, that was a big feeling I got from it, where The Darker Still is very much, this is its own world. Yeah unique from other fantasy stuff where like if I look at stuff by obviously Tolkien set the template but a lot of stuff just kind of goes off the sort of Tolkien template of elves, humans, dwarves yeah. fighting the great evil whereas like the Skeksis and the Ooze and <laughs> and um Jen's people that I can't Gelflings the, the Gelflings the Gelflings are all kind of like their own unique thing yeah and like I remember specifically even now and I remember you saying this before we started as well Louise was like nice. a lot of the unique creatures kind of lead to sort of like questioning like what is this thing even to the point where it gave you like it was kind of like well, it's, scarring what, what sort of there's a kind of beautiful amount of a, a huge element of the puppetry is used in the world building like there's large sections where it's just Jen walking through the forest and weird weird creature and then walks a bit more and another weird creature and like I, I just really love that because it, it immerses us in, in the sort of bizarreness of it all but also kind of brings all these possibilities of oh my god they did all of this with puppets like yeah. like it, it still amazes me to not, I yeah. mean and the, the you know and the scales and, and just how they did the Skeksis like the, the puppets of the Skeksis are like seven feet 
Like, they're, they're huge. They're massive. And, and you know, the, the difficulties of not just having to logistically figure out how to get them to move in a comfortable and sensible way, but also of puppeting it so you don't just die inside the giant puppet. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, the, the sort of incredible, like, voice talent that goes along with these creatures to make them alive. It's, it's sensational. Yeah. Like... This probably wasn't like a, like a vocal line for him, but the thing I always think of, and even to add to his character, it's just a little noise that he makes, is the sort of, I can't remember his name. Chamberlain. Chamberlain, where just any time he's got like a scheme come out, he just goes the, hmm. Well, it's even, it's even addressed at one point, right? At the start, the guy's like, stop your whining. Like, it's weird. This isn't something we do. Yeah, and then they walk along, he's just like, I hate your voice. Like, if someone constantly was one room making that noise as well, yeah. I would also be like, Shut up. But it's it's really interesting because I think it could have been so easy just to make them evil and it could have been so yeah. easy uh, you know I think there is very much a kind of hero's journey structure and and the the, the sort of plot line isn't complex. Yeah. But the the world is so rich and the characters are so interesting and you're so like involved in just watching it. Like and you can look at every sort of every third of the screen has got like a whole like film's worth of sort of detail within it it makes it sort of not just enjoyable and like filling to watch but it means you watch it again and you notice details because yeah. it's sort of so well crafted they had to create like every single thing they had to make everything all the plants and stuff it's not like you know a, a normal set where there's like a bookcase and like oh let's just throw some various things yeah. like in Labyrinth when she's got a cat's poster yeah and, like, why does she have a cat's poster who knows but there's a cat's poster yeah there's definitely mine because of the scaling as well a lot of stuff had to <coughs> well be yeah everything would need to be scaled up or scaled down depending on which puppet it was yeah um, I know sorry <coughs> oh bless you it's okay <coughs> I know with the sort of <coughs> all the drama to do with <coughs> so I said you need water but I've got some <laughs> It's like bitly chocolate. Is this because yeah. I got you to eat your salad? <laughs> With <coughs> protest, ladies and gentlemen, don't eat your salad unless you want to get the no, coughs. No, eat your salad. The whole point was she didn't eat her salad, and now she's dying. Um, we know a lot more about the creation of the Dark Crystal through Age of Resistance, as it sort of been yeah, because you bring us a yeah. bunch of stuff. So you guys have watched this. Um, you, you watched all of Age of Resistance. Oh yeah, when it came out, a spammed spammed sat and watched it and then I've also watched their hour long promo montage of how they made it I think I've seen 30 seconds of that where they're just talking about the, the intricacy of the puppet and how excited they were to do it again yeah and I think it, I go back to something you said at the start it does feel like it was a thing for them it was a passion project as opposed to like we're going to make millions of yeah, this so the idea originally it was a passion project and so when they had the chance to sort of do not do it again but do something with newer technologies like it's just really interesting, I think, in terms of looking them as two pieces together with that kind of 30, 40 years apart. Yeah. Well, especially seeing as it's like, I can't think of... Well, to be honest, with the exception of other stuff that's been revived... With the other stuff that's been revived by... Not by Henson himself, but obviously Disney reviving like the Muppets and things like that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, what other puppeteering stuff is out there other than... Like, if you... Well, they're, they're, they're really... You know, Henson really revolutionised the hand hand sort of puppet thing and then of course there was the designs around big bird 
with Sesame Street yeah. uh, and in terms of having monitors inside the suits so the actors could watch and do you know what I mean lots of just logistical things that they had to figure out because it wasn't really done before and no one else was doing it but I think what's just really interesting with 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 it is that they were you know they were they were directing they were voicing they were starring they were making you know and and it's that's made some of the most memorable characters yeah. are these entire creations of of people's skill yeah exactly and <laughs> and well it's like even if you'd like just like not even to go for dark stuff but for like just for other henson stuff like i Kermit the frog it's like jim henson is it's not like Jim Hen- Kermit the Frog was created by Jim Henson. Jim Henson is Kermit the Frog. Well, and and Yoda, do you know what I mean? And, and like, and there's there's sort of a couple different sort of touchstones. Like, there's just that gorgeous little video of... I know we've gone off the topic from Frank Oz, but... Yeah. The gorgeous video of the wee girl trying to do her ABCs with Kermit. Yeah. And, and she just keeps saying, Cookie, Cookie Monster. Monster. And it was like a natural moment. And then at the end, she's just like, I love you and a kiss. And it's... I don't know. That's... It's wholesome. You just you feel something in your chest. And I'm just so, like, you know, ah. how on earth did they then get to the dark crystal, which is hurtful <laughs> and and jagged, uh, but but sort of stunningly morbid and and do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's expression of their talent that I think they figured out that these puppets that they were using had so much power. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. character, and so they were like, well, let's push it to the extreme. Well, this kind of makes you think of the thing where, like, obviously Henson. I imagine Dark Crystal was logic from Henson's sort of perspective, but I think it might be yeah. the reason why he got Oz on board because Henson's more stuff was like the sort of home friendly family stuff. Yeah, my understanding it, was it was Henson and his daughter got trapped in an airport and just came up yeah. with the idea of it. Um, and, That's amazing. And so, of course, she has then been more heavily involved in Age of Resistance, which is really nice. Yeah. And um, though they have different writers and sort of different team but also some of the old team do you know what I mean it's a lovely it's blend it's the same sort of general creator who'd done all the drawings for like the puppets yeah the okay. design and then his son is like one of the other designers and the sculptor and also the baby from Labyrinth yeah oh. Toby what really Toby's got something to do with this his actual Toby. name is Toby <laughs> oh my god and he works on the Dark Crystal as well yeah oh. and like I said earlier there's a guy from Dick and Dom who's now like a famous puppeteer sorry Toby is the Dick and Dom puppeteer no 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 okay. sorry right, I was going to say I was like wait a minute hang on there's, yeah that's too much uh, no so the guy who was the baby in Labyrinth is Toby and he's the son of the lead sort of designer of of the art and of the style yeah. and and that and then um just an incredible puppeteer and i can't remember his name for the life of me and this is really bad um it's fine it's fine this is this is kind of rolling rambly as it is it's fine no worries i know but if if i remember really hard well, I can just say with the, the, the Toby thing, I find it quite baffling. Because all I can picture is him, even now as an adult, surrounded by goblins and crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in Labyrinth. Yeah. Because, I mean, who wouldn't, man? That, that... Dave Chapman. Dave Chapman. That's it. So he, he was a sort of improv and bit character from Dick and Dom, at least that's where I knew him from first, because it was my growing <laughs> up with that. Yeah. And he's, of course, done some other projects, but the main thing he's done is these monster parts and this incredible puppeteering. And, and he was given a... A brilliant opportunity and has just done something fucking incredible with it and and that's the kind of thing that i really love about the dark crystal is the core the core values of it are to do with that filmmaking as an art and and puppetry as an art rather than it just being you know oh we have to do it or yeah just get the money like you know the film is about sort of saving the world and doing nice stuff and the filmmaking is is about sort of yeah a bit more exploratory 
Yeah, well, it's like even the, even the, the sort of exploratory thing of the themes of like the sort of good and evil thing of the duality of the ooze and the skexis as well, where they kind of run that through here, where it's like one if one dies, the other dies, and it's maybe a sort of thing like good can't live without evil, like, and the idea of like people do have this sort of duality to it. Yeah, there, there's sort of yeah, not not that deep a film. No, it's but not. I don't think it needed to be. But also, yeah. it does have some questions in it in terms of I think it does represent you know there there was an interesting thread that I saw recently about somebody was trying to pin all the different Skeksis or or some of the Skeksis to the seven deadly sins because there's sort of a couple in there and though that wasn't necessarily the original intention and then I think the Urus don't really reflect that yeah there's sort of something interesting in that of the Skeksis representing a sort of darkness within us and the the Urus representing a sort of natural peaceful thing yeah you know what I mean that you need both to create an uh, ultimate ghost being question mark <laughs> yeah yeah that turning into a ghost being is one of the, the questionable points of it yeah, I, uh, equally the visuals are a little, little dodge yeah. on the ghost beans. Yeah, beans. <laughs> beans. Well, no, I'm wrong with it. That that'll be the, the that will be the title of the the podcast. What, ghost beans. Yeah, popcorn profile. Um, dark crystal and ghost beans. Yeah, uh, if you look really hard, you find the ghosts are actually made from thousands of beans. Yeah. No. Um, but you know, I think, like, like friggin' Ogre. Ogre's just the best. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And like. Ogre is only in the film. I'm pretty sure. I've been trying to pin Ogre's accent every time she's on screen. I can't quite pin it every single time that Ogre speaks. Um, and you know what I mean? Like, I think Ogre's only in the first film for like ten minutes. She she shows up when twenty minutes. She shows up when Kira goes goes to the door. Yeah. No, Jen. Sorry, Jen goes to the door. And then asks about Dark Crystal, asks about the, the chip the Dark Crystal, gets yep. it off her, and then jumps out the window. Yep. And then she comes back to complain. Yeah. And gets kicked out. And then is there at the end to give a little of exposition. But, like, what a memorable fucking character of yeah. Agra. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you didn't you didn't need to make such an amazing character, but yeah. you did. And, and it led to something, like, really, really cool. Yeah. And, like, I always thought Agra was quite funny whenever she was on screen <laughs> as well. Just give me a good chuckle. Yeah, and and you know, I think it's that uh, you you're just transported away when you're watching the film. I I I use the term you forget that they're puppets. Do you know what I mean? And and not that that is a bad thing, but it's incredible. Yeah, well, because at least it's so like one of the, one of the things with the Dark Crystals. I feel like this is a obviously a children's film, but like it's fine. Just pop it. Just pop it. You're fine. Oh, wait, where's my juice? It's on the lid. Oh, what? Sorry. So one of the things I always think of with this is that for. Like, there was always this stereotype of films that people say, you know, films are kind of like, they become too safe. Like, children's films and stuff. Like, a lot of people kind of pointed this with Disney were saying, like, um, nobody dies in a Disney film anymore, it would seem. Did, past... people, did people ever die in Disney, though? Cl- oh, Cl- Clayton from Tarzan <laughs> dies in the most brutal fashion. Oh my god, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's the one I always think of. Like, who do you think of Clayton? And then everyone's like, no, oh, I just blocked that out. <laughs> I always think of Syndrome. It's like oh Disney god, Disney syndrome! Yeah, is syndrome Disney. I don't think yeah, Pixar, Disney Pixar, incredible. Oh, was it Disney Pixar? Right? Yeah, he Turned eats it. Turbine. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, the Tarzan one messed me up because he was just—it's literally a silhouette of him hanging in the yeah, shadows, and I was like, oh god. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Sort of end of Disney Renaissance, maybe they kind of tried something new and it just didn't work. Yeah, but like the reason I say this is because Dark Crystal has some truly horrific bits in it. The bit I always think of is the podling just getting zapped by the crystal 
of just looking like it looks like the puppet equivalent of like the torture scene in the Clockwork Orange. So, um, like you haven't seen Age of Resistance? <laughs> uh, no, I have they, not. They do amp it up, but yes, I think I think <laughs> even just when when in Dark Crystal, when the fucking Emperor just melts. Yeah. That's, that's kind of horrifying. Yeah, well, I remember seeing it and I was like, oh my god. It's, I was kind of like. Because I guess you are expecting it because he's going to die. But there is you're something. You're to crumble like, to dust. Yeah, there's something really <laughs> fucking existential about just fucking crumbling. Yeah. And, like, you know, it was never intended not to be a kid's film, but it was also. It was sort of intended to be a film for, for all to watch. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Is look at this thing we've made. Um, and, and, you know. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's funny because my parents managed to find a copy of it and they bought it for my little sister and she's scared of it. She's really scared of the Skeksis. She really can't. Now, here's a problem that it's very divisive because I know at least my sister absolutely hates puppets <laughs> and therefore the Dark Crystal is the ultimate uh, worst thing that could exist. Yeah, if you're a pu- if you're a non-puppet fan. It's, it's, it's the extremes of puppets. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the Skeksis alone... I mean, I think the fact that the first Gelfling you see is naked alone is quite... Yeah, that's true. You don't notice until you go back and then you're like, where was his clothes? Wait, what? Are you serious? Yeah, when he's like playing his flute next to the river. There's his little naked little gen body. Do we have to find you the screenshot? Oh, God. And it's just a a questionable decision because you don't know what a Gelfling looks like. Yeah. And like, you don't realise that he is naked until like someone tells you or you look back later on you're like where are his clothes and it's just a, a weird decision Did, have I ruined it for you <laughs> no because like I, I noticed it before yeah but it's like because I was definitely like hang on a second <coughs> wait a he's minute naked <coughs> we'll have to load it up and find it I can't find a screenshot but and this is why you're the resident dark crystal expert so you because yes. you, you know you can get those nude pics <laughs> oh. <laughs> those sick nudes <laughs> Um, it's just a bold decision. Yeah. Like, here's this new creature naked. Well, there's so many fucking. I'm not sure if they're plants. I'm not sure if they're creatures because they sort of move and and fly off. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's that was it. That was a wonderful experience, but I still don't know what it is. And speaking of creatures, I think the one that I felt like, oh my god, that actually makes me feel uncomfortable the way it moves is that the transporters where Jen and Kira have to get to the the castle at the end and mm. it's these sort of weird lumbering creatures with the big legs yeah. and two things ran through my head like wow that is kind of horrifying yeah, yeah and I then know. B how would yeah. they move faster than Jack here because they seem quite they they bring in stuff later and and it definitely gives me um I don't know if you guys saw is it maybe no I don't know who made it but Return to Oz yeah oh so, oh you're in the so, right household for this so those those friggin still creatures give me horrible flashbacks the wheelers. to the fucking wheelers now that I watched when I was definitely too young and I cannot watch that film that is one of Liv's favourite movies oh. she absolutely loves it and I'm like she showed me it as like one of the movies you watched I was like I really want to rewatch it because I, at this point it's been that long that I kind of think Return to Oz was just a fever dream no. It's not. It it's it's as crazy as you remember. I've seen it who, twice. Who made it? I don't know. Um, who can I hate? But I will say this. This is a caveat. And every time I think about it, every time I've seen it, it makes me laugh. There's a bit at the end where Dorothy like runs onto the farm and she's like, oh, happy, happy, adventure's over. The music builds up like it's going <coughs> to suddenly do like a Star Wars wipe and go... Yeah. And 
every single time I hear it in my head, I was like, this is this would be perfect for like a Did fan you hear edit. The Star Wars music when you watch Return to Oz. No, I no, it's just, I find that funny if that was the way the film ended. The thing that freaks me out is the wheelers and the moose bed or moose couch. Mate, there's a fucking chicken, and there that chicken's the main character. Like what? What? <laughs> Where the fu- oh, it was the Hall of Heads and the Queen and the Removable Head. So oh, apparently yeah. it's Walter Murch who directed it, and he's did very small filmography. Um, I think Return to Oz is the top billing. Pretty much, and it's it it it's really weird. I'm sorry, I'm hijacking it, but but no, no, that's fu- no. Trust me, if we're doing Return to Oz side things, that's okay. Is that how it goes? It goes from Dark Crystal to Labyrinth to Return to Oz. I think it's interesting because they were all sort of made within a similar time, <coughs> um, uh, of sort of exploratory haunting films um with some mild usage of well, puppeteering they, they to all, major use of puppeteering well, yeah they all <laughs> have to use they all have to get round a way of not using special effects because they weren't quite there to what we would know today yeah you know blade runner style things were possible with layering and huge budgets but it's this Even kind of thing Age of resistance where they just uh, cgo all the sticks with yeah the there's there's little things that they can do now which they just couldn't do um and it it makes it makes for these fucking weird pieces of media, which I don't know. I'm glad I watched them, but also give me nightmares. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be the thing, though, where it's like, if you watch something as a child, and it seems... Wh- they're the- terrific. Ah, like, I thought oh, it because I was a kid. And like, oh, no, it's still all the nightmares. Mm. It's still all the nightmares. Soylent Green. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We've, we've got a Soylent Green meme going on at the minute. Yeah, we do. Um, Really funny. Really edited really funnily. Yeah. So is that my thing to like? You need to check this out. Check out the Silent Green. <laughs> yeah, we need to do a podcast on Silent Green. Well, who directed it? <laughs> we could probably find a profile for uh, let's it. Let's look it up. <laughs> Silent. Well, like um. Green. Yeah, one of the things I always did like as well was like kind of like the back. And I was like, because we're going to talk about the set design for Dark Crystal. I was like the backgrounds because well, they just look like these fantastic, like sort of all painting backgrounds of just. Makes beautiful screenshots of like it reminds me of like the sort of sci-fi kind of thing or fast thing that June was going for, where it's kind of like this sort of outlandish other world. Like that's the thing with Dark Crystal; it seems almost alien. Mm. It's never said it's set on Earth. Yeah, I think the point is that it's thra thra. Sorry, just a Gwenny Weaver popped into my head because of the the new one. But um, there's definitely that. You know, in everything, in the plants, in the architecture, in the designs, in the culture, in the languages. its I don't think any of it's meant to be familiar. Maybe podling culture is quasi-Hobbit's, quasi-Scottish Celtic culture, question mark. But, you know, I think there's something familiar in them but i wouldn't say in in really anything else experience. yeah i mean even even the fact that friggin jen and kira are like sat there as giants you know that is so sort of othering alienating is yeah it? no sorry it's an age of resistance that one of the podlings hits on the main guy it's a it's a great meme you should watch all of it you should just yeah. watch all of it you really should watch crystal i really do want to watch it talk about hot yeah. yeah, we can do another episode. We can do a side Age podcast of, of like just talking about Age of Resistance. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah. So now, as yeah, Louise, as like the sort, of, well, you and Becca both, because I know you both love the film. Is there anything with the film that you like? Even after all this time, is there something that just doesn't quite sit with you? Naked Gelfling. Naked Gelfling, just straight up, just naked Gelfling immediately. Um, it'd be like you know, it's the first time you saw Yoda, you was just butt ass naked. Yeah. It's it it makes an impression, and it's I. I don't know if it's a good one. 
it's it's definitely a, a choice. Sorry, I'm really <coughs> hungry and I'm trying to eat a salad quietly. <sighs> Wait. Um I think I think there's something interesting in that, that, that we mentioned it earlier that there's like it's not even a scene it's a couple shots within a scene that it's the same sort of it's effect of um, what happened with Labyrinth where they had the black velvet screen and they put yeah. those red fire puppets in front of them that do the weird Rasta song Yeah. that you know Sadly, because of the technology of the time and and the way it was done and the way that it has had to have been remastered, it it will never look that kind of smooth that yeah. it deserves, or sadly that the rest of the film has. And so it, it's 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 jarring. And the fact that they have worked so hard to make the rest of it so clean makes it just sort of sadder in a way. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Sorry, I thought you were gonna. Oh no 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 no! Sorry, 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 no, I was just getting. Yeah, just, You're just yeah. sneaking around. Yeah. <sighs> um, okay, well if we're sneaking around, I'm gonna put it down. <laughs> oh, he's like a cat. No, nah, he's a. You like Dark Crystal? He he. But yeah, that's the one thing to note. My cat Ash, who's kind of in the background, who might meow, we don't know, was transfixed by the whole movie. He just kind of sat and watched a lot of it because he was just kind of like I specifically when the Emperor was dying and crumpling the dust is he just kind of just went like back to the back of his head where he looks kind of startled and then as soon as it ended he was just back there and was like okay <laughs> he's so chill about it yeah I'm like how can you stay chill about this because like, I got like I felt it was like pure nightmare fuel <laughs> um it's the puppet thing you either hate them or you're really captivated by them yeah it's like I was watching the making of and my nephews both like when they went vaguely past the TV and the puppet appeared they just stopped and kind of just watch it for a bit and then as soon as the puppet left they're like oh, I'm no longer interested and then we'd move on with our life <laughs> like okay yeah I mean it's it's you know the freaking Gartham the big bug boys those yeah. I know are something that that sort of stood out for others as really not enjoyable I think what's quite funny is there's like if you're looking for it you can see the little people legs underneath yeah. and and you know it's really nice to be able to see how they're constructed and put together but there's also an element of they're really unsettling because of the sound effects that you hear, that kind of yeah. shaky bug noises. And, do you know what I mean? I don't think there's anything enjoyable about the Garth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When is at least the Skeksis are, are quite yeah. quite camp, you yeah. know, and the Podlings are charming and the Gelfling are heroic. Fucking Gartham are just like, ugh. Do you feel like that kind of helps if they're like the sort of muscle that they give? Because I feel like they give sure. like a really great sense of threat of being like, yeah, don't don't fuck with these guys. Yeah, I mean they're a little wobbly sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely an element of I think I think in a world where the whole thing is styrofoam and squidgy fabrics, you do need something that feels grounding and real. Like when they have the fucking sword fight. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh my god, oh, yeah. those are swords and that's a stone and he fucking whacked it and <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but wow. I really like of the bit where somebody's like wow that's a good whack like, yeah. in the background yeah. and that, you're like okay well that's a great one of like sort of a subverting game who takes like oh they're gonna have a duel it's like oh they're just they're just whacking this rock yeah <laughs> but as well you couldn't really duel as giant puppets like that yeah. so it's about they've managed to get round a difficulty that they had but also achieved a really interesting storytelling yeah. thing as like so really... this is a Skeksis tradition yeah that's the same amount of tension as it would they were dueling yeah true but this time it's like it's 
a little bit more drawn out, which is quite nice because it's like, oh, he hit the door and next one's going to hit the stone too. Yeah. Oh, shit. I would have liked to have seen more from the Uru. Yeah. Because they just kind of seem to be like, oh, it's, you know, well, oh, you we're humming. Song. They do the red song, they hum, and then we see them walk for a long time. Yeah. Um, when, as I feel, we get a lot of sense of, like, the Skeksy hierarchy and, like, what they're doing, when as they kind of just seem to be there. Well, you see Jen, you see Jen's master, well, like, like adopted dad, yeah. die. <laughs> dad, adopted dad? Yeah. 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 With their, with their four arms. And, and then you see the bit where they're walking to, like, the sort of Skeksy's, like, castle. Then there's that bit that's like, oh, my hand got cut. Oh, well, I yeah. won't put a plaster on it. It'll be fine. And then the other one just explodes into fire. Yeah. And then like, they get there. You just turn around and it's like, oh, he's gone. Yeah. Keep but, walking. <laughs> but like, the way they're walking towards the castle, it looks like a, like a, the, the castle and them yeah. walking. It looks like a heavy metal album cover. I it feel. It really does. <laughs> the, oh, you could go in a bag. Well, we'll put the bag. Sorry, there's a cat. He's trying to get into the Wagamama's bag. He's a, he's a cat of a fine taste. There we go. You're going up. Um, Just wanted least, least, least noise. Um, but I think overall, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you get that look, and like when it's all fucking crumbling at the end, and yeah. and you're kind of like, oh my god, is this a new world? And or, again, Ogre is like, hey, oh, I was here the whole time. Um, Psych. <laughs> there's some really sort of interesting moments of like, right, okay, you know, you get you re- it's a really hyped ending. You feel really hyped by the end of the film, even though Thingy almost died. Kira. Kira. But then she. Well, yeah, but I feel like, again, with because of it being a kid's film, there was actually a f- one... Oh. I need to show you, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's a fucking robot chicken sketch. Of course there's a robot chicken sketch. About chicken's Dark sketch. Crystal. Okay. Which, if you've seen Dark Crystal, please watch this robot. You just have to look up Robot Chicken Dark Crystal. Um, and it's kind of like a, a rap. <laughs> um, but it's very funny. So do, do enjoy that at your own leisure. And then I'll show you this afterwards. Yes. Yeah. But like um, the big thing with like sort of, I think that was the one thing where I kind of at the end of the film I was like, "Kira's dad is like she's coming back." Like without a doubt, in my head like, she's coming yeah. back. Although considering the plot going, there was a, like actually for the first time in watching some of the, one of these kind of films that like, sort of geared for children because like they can't have a lot of interest there. But a little bit because of how dark in nature yeah. the film is. Well, there's there's kind of a sense of Adam and Eve at the end of you know the the, the yeah. first man first woman in yeah. a new world kind of thing, sort of a rebirth. Which is like, I think it's a nice place to end it rather than starting there. Because yeah. then you don't really know where you're going when is it feels like that is earned. It feels like it's yeah. deserved, that ending. And, and it's like maybe. it doesn't need any more added to it. Like you said, Henson was a big thing of saying, like, I don't want a sequel. Don't make a sequel to this, yeah, ever. Yeah, sequel. He didn't want a film sequel, but there's lots of graphic novels which he did have a hand in. Yes. Yeah, you know, Bruno actually told me about this and he said that you were kind of reading them and getting like... I'm, I'm getting the first one for my Christmas. They're, they're just, again, incredible art, amazing story. I think that there's the origin of how they split is a really interesting one um, that has sort of been teased at a couple times in Age of Resistance and the film itself. Um, but they're not touching it because it's already in the graphic novel and, and that's that place for it. They're doing like the opposite of what Star Wars done. Yeah. Like got rid of everything in the graphic novels and we're like, we're going to do it ourselves. They're like, we're going to do everything that's not in the graphic novels. Yeah. Interesting. Quite like that. Well, because like, there's a, th- a thing where a lot of people are saying that Star Wars is now kind of at the point where because they retconned everything that was like written outside of the films that they don't really have too much to pull on in terms yeah. of source material. And they're kind of like, oh, because if they make one thing canon, everything kind of becomes canon. It's kind of 
a nightmare. But like the thing, I quite like the fact that it's like we're not going to touch this. It's still it's canon. Yeah. But we're going to do our own thing. It's there if you want to go find out about like the origin of it or what happens to Jen and Kira afterwards. You can go have a look. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and it. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it was just made, to be made. Like it. It. It all has a point. I think there's a lot of the time you have you have the obligation of we have to keep making this or it's uh, we want to keep making money so we just keep making it but the, it feels interesting and you want to know more do you know what I mean it's a whole universe just yeah. waiting to sort of be built upon yeah I want to know what all of the weird friggin squiggly yeah. nonsenses are that go about the place I would just watch like hours of just awkward doing stuff just can we have Ogre the cooking channel? Yeah, I was literally about to say Ogre has a cooking channel, like a, a, a brewing channel for oh, potions. Brewing channel. Because you've not seen Age of Resistance, you've missed some people. We we see we do we are mentioning Age of Resistance a lot, but I think it's because, um, it, it we, we're talking we, about Dark Crystal yeah, and it's just come out. It's just come out, but also me and Becca were really taken by it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember you said every time I met you for like a month, you were like, <laughs> "Have you seen Dark Crystal <laughs> Netflix?" Because like. In the film, uh, Henson and Oz managed to like capture something really special, but yeah, and they've managed to keep it, like keep it within the sequel, and it's like that doesn't really happen often, especially yeah. when it's like a TV series. What they, I don't think there's like so, a whole Yeah, they were gonna have like different directors for each episode, <coughs> but they ended up having um one just yeah that, or two one that French guy who did the Hulk. Well, like um, Eric Banner Hulk, Ed Norton Hulk, or. Oh, I'll just wreck my brain. <laughs> um, so he directed it, and he also like was one of the main cameramen in it, because he wanted yeah. he was lead camera, and and it's things like they talked about. They talked about doing like incredible. <laughs> There's a cat in front of the microphone. They talked about doing some incredible stuff to do with... Oh, hey, the cat's just going to get picked up. Oh, it's, no, he's fine. He'll be fine. There we go. Um, it's your cat noise. So they, they talked about how they were going to film Age of Resistance, and, and it's things like Steadicam was something that was totally possible, and it means that the puppets were sort of given more life in ways that they couldn't really... Everything had to be really set on tracks and was very staged for... Dark Crystal because you had these sets and you had these limitations. But now cut 30, 40 years later where we have yeah, everything out. All of this technology that kind of gives us this more we can get more unique perspectives on these characters. <laughs> Louise Leterio. That guy. He directed it. Um. Oh my god, the cat is looking at me. Am I chosen? He'll look right in your soul. Oh, there's fucking eyes. It'll, it, yeah, it'll be like it'll be like looking at the dark crystal when you're strapped in the chair. Oh, Becca, don't eat it like you didn't eat the sass. <laughs> um, yeah. Do we wanna do we wanna round off with? Yeah. Your, your least favorite point. My least favorite point. Can we do the least and the most favorite point? Yeah. Favorite point. He has his favorite. But yeah, my favorite is the emperor turning to dust. I feel like that was one of the most that like as a practical effect. That was like fantastic, and like the only other thing I can compare it to is the end of Evil Dead when mm. when Ash is the Necronomicon, the first one, and they just all crumble apart. You like but your crumbles. I like my crumbles. And you heard it here first, everyone. Yeah, Sam likes a good crumble. <laughs> um, and my least favorite part would probably be. I don't know. I feel like for me, generally, 
and again, I, it's a, it's a stupid point to make as well because it is a kids' film aimed for kids. I just like again, semi predictable story, but it's to be expected. I mean, that's my only real qualm with the movie. Is it aimed for kids though? Now that's the question. It says PG on the box. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's aimed for kids. True. So I feel it's more of a family film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I really like the, um, I mean, first meeting Ogra. Um. Uh, or or the bit where she's like shards shards too many shards and fucking does a weird squat and like dumps them all i think that is like it's so anti-hero it's so anti what you'd expect Do you know what i mean it's not obi-wan kenobi it's it's, it's okra. fucking agra and i really love that but i'm sort of disheartened by that kind of i think what i don't like is the bit where she pops out wings and she's like of course i can fly i'm a girl and that was a bit like uh, yeah, I remember that. I was I li- literally I was watching it with Lev, both of us just went, okay. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's a little eye rolling, but yeah. if that's the worst part, do you know what I mean? It's a fucking film. I suppose the fun thing you could have with Ogre as well, seeing as it is also Frank Oz, it's kind of like a whole. It's kind of like crazy Yoda living in the woods, but instead it's Ogre living it's, in, yeah, <laughs> in the mountains. Yeah, there is definitely like a mood between Yoda and Ogre. Oh yeah. my god, Yogra. Yogra. Or is it Oda? Maybe that's what baby Yoda is in the Mandalorian called, just Yagra. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, because that's, that's baby Yoda is Boda. Boda. Yeah. Least okay. and favourite. Oh, I know. Naked Gethling. <laughs> it's not my least favourite. Um, my, my least favourite thing in it would just sort of be how underdeveloped the mystics are. Yeah. Because, like, they're developed more in Age of Resistance and they're, like, really good like bad lore and stuff and they're like as interesting as the Skeksis are but when you just watch the original film it comes across quite boring yeah because like they, they don't really do much they just walk for a bit um yeah m- my most favourite part is probably like the, the duel as the son at the start that's your least favourite no it's my most favourite most favourite yeah I, I just really like like the just the whole concept of it. I mean, and they like this, the incredible music and yeah. the swell and the narration and the whole sort of tone and mood of that intro is just incredible. Yeah. Like, I forgot that the Emperor, like, dies immediately. Yeah. Because w- you were trying to show me the clip and you were like, we could just put it on, it's in, like, the first minute. And I was like, what? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so that's my one impression I could do. Yeah. Well, no, I'll just loop that at the start. <laughs> aye, aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up for it. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. It. Watch it. Yeah. Just watch Check it. Check it out. It's great. Then it's not Age even that long. Yeah. The film's only like an hour and something. Hour thirty. Like hour yeah. thirty-two. There you go. And that includes the credits. And that's that. You can make your tea in that time. Exactly. Make your tea and eat your tea. And eat your salads, Becca! <laughs> you ate my salad. I did, because I'm still hungry after my two meals that I had. <laughs> well, if you get, if you're, anyway, you get back, just, just pop a white ones again and be like. And be Ooh. like. Mm. Yeah. Okay, more food. Yeah, just like pop into Wagamama's in order or something. You have to wait for a bit, but then you can just get it in your little boxes. <laughs> Take the boxes back and be like, refill, please. <laughs> refill? I mean, I wish, I wish they did refills. I mean, you could. You just give them boxes. Just back. do food refills. So, Becca, what are we doing next? We're next. In Frank Oz's filmography. In Frank Oz's filmography, we're going to try for low shop of horrors. Sell shop. 
the when I'm better and can speak more. Bop, shabop. I have lots to say about Welsh. Never stop the terror. Well, this is going to be an interesting one because I know nothing about it. Call a at cop. All. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know that. I don't even know any of the songs. The, I, like, that I, is the tune I, of the song. Yeah. It's the words of the song. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, I done that musical that one time years ago. Yeah, but like the, the stage and the film are different. It's it's, it's in it. It's <laughs> it's the intro bit. Chang'alang, what a crazy thing to be happening. Yeah, I don't know what part time. it's in. Yeah, next time we'll be we'll be doing that, and Louise, I take it you will be joining us as well. Might be. Who knows? Who knows where I am? Maybe I can only do podcasts about Dark Crystal. Who knows? <laughs> so then, if not, we'll see you for End of Resistance. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, th- thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. It was great. Yeah, and yeah. I got to eat Becca's salad and everything. Woo! That doesn't sound like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. no! Why'd you have to ruin it? We had such a fucking nice time. You had to ruin everything. No, it was great. Uh, Thank okay. you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, and we'll see you next time for a little show of horrors. Bye.